Welcome back to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. And we have a... Well, Brent says we have a special thing every week, but... Right. Real special episode every week. Today is an actual special episode because we're trying something new. Absolutely. We are doing a three-person podcast, but from distance. We've done three-person before, so that's not new. But the idea of doing it from a, a distance is new. And so Mallory's at her home, yeah. and Megan and I are up in the studio six feet away from each other and recording this thing. And Mal, how you doing? I'm good. I'm sweating a little bit, making sure I have everything set up. But I'm, I feel fancy with my cool microphone on my desk. And I know. You got like a home studio. Kinsley was excited this morning. I said, I have to talk to Mr. Brent. And she goes, can I watch? It's this like YouTube show, Coco Mel. And I said, yes. So she's excited, too, that we're doing this. We came over last night and dropped off the equipment. And I wish you could have seen Kinsley's oh. face when the door opened up and right. there were human beings. She was like, other people, other people. Other like, people. Why are you here? It's this cra- is amazing. I know. It's crazy how she's kind of just... I don't know. In her new world now, this is this is what our new world is, that you just see mom and dad, even when we're walking and someone talks to us, like we'll say hi, she'll flip open the stroller hood and be like, oh, hello, hello, I'm here. I'm a person. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. is, she very, is she like super extroverted people person-y? Yes, very much so. And, and she does find, she's like imaginative and plays by herself and plays with Kate and the dog and everything, but she totally missed, she doesn't understand when we walk by people, like she wants to like go and like into their yard and say hi. And so that's been the transition, but we, um, just, we got our irrigation on and so she's obsessed with the sprinkler. So the sprinklers took over for people for Kinsley. She gets playing. Our kids as well got their uh, swimsuits on yesterday and went and yep. played in the uh, yep. sprinklers. Yep. With that irrigation water, just spray yep. all over them. The it's little great. things working in parents' favors right now. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, we uh, are doing a follow-up podcast from a series that we started a couple of weeks ago called The Religion of Nobodies. We did it online again, and we had no issues this week, yeah, it was which was great. fantastic. With the exception of a confusing chat piece, which is uh, we had several of you um, text in and go, hey, I can't access the chat. And the issue is clearly uh, that we uh, needed to com- to communicate more, that to engage in the chat at yes. that point, you need to have logged in via a desktop. And uh, so we are slowly working on figuring out the option for those of you who watch on mobile, which when we did our analytics this week was like over half of you. So we were basically advertising something that over half of you could not have participated in, which is a massive, massive business flaw. And uh, we apologize (laughs) for the uh, horrible nature of that. But we're working on it. And uh, we got Easter this upcoming weekend, and we got some fun things planned for uh, that as a part of it too. So, yeah, I mean, we're excited. I mean – Whoever th- would have thought we'd be doing Easter service on online, guys? No, no service. One service at time. I'm preaching once on Easter. I've never preached once on Easter. Right. Ever. <laughs> I and know. I, from a selfish standpoint, I also was kind of like, ooh, not a lot of connect cards and other things that I have to do <laughs> afterwards. Right. It was cool though if yeah. you are able to see too that people can um, check in online. So that's kind of neat to see who's. Um, checking in and just being a part of it um so or seeing online people watching 
makes you feel a little bit a part of it when you're like, oh, that's my person when you see them post that they're watching. And um, yeah, so it's just, it's different, but um, it's already part of our routine a little bit. I, Kinsley was playing with Play-Doh and I said, okay, we're going to watch church while you do Play-Doh. And so just kind of, which is interesting because she doesn't typically relate church to you talking. She typically relates church to like going yeah, right. in and playing. Playing in the kids' area. So it's been kind of interesting to, to show her what that is too, because it's different for her. That's not what she relates church to. So for those of you who know Mallory outside of this podcast, you know how <laughs> positive a person she. And even if you know her just from the podcast, <laughs> you would say she's a very positive person. But even more so in just real life. So yesterday, Megan sends out a uh, a pulse uh, thing, which oh. is our like way of tracking attendance wise <laughs> and everything else, and and. Uh, Megan said something about we had somebody fill out a first time guest card, like one person, right? And typically on an average Sunday, that's anywhere between, I don't know, four to eight, maybe something like that. And so one is not great, but, you know, with the new format and, you know, who who really is going to fill out a connect card online, especially if they're guests, right? And so one is not great. And as soon as she posts it, Mallory gets on the <laughs> team Slack, staff Slack, and goes, Wow, yay. <laughs> we had a first time guest on Sunday. And immediately Megan and goes, Well, it's just a mom of a regular attendant. It was a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks whoever Peeking invited over her their daughter's mom. shoulder. <laughs> not a not oh a friend. I, not like that was a not spouse. the intention behind it. <laughs> I know. But it's right. it's great Absolutely. that it's a mom. Like it's not someone's friend. It's not someone that like, you know, it's not a boyfriend or a girlfriend. She's like, Oh yeah, I, I made my mom watch. My mom my mom said she would watch. <laughs> My mom was there playing with my kids <laughs> while I was watching, but I'm yeah, counting but, her but as a part of this thing. <laughs> so funny, man. But hats yeah. off to you to making it kind of relatable to what is going on in our life right now. I think it's inevitable that we want to hear something that's relatable to today because it is such a weird time. And we want to be like, okay, make sense of what's going on in our world because if you have the news on 24 seven, it's like just super depressing and you don't feel like there's anywhere you can go from the news. And so I think it's right. It's nice to just come on a Sunday morning and be like, OK, how can I step back from the news, step back from the scary, the fear and um, think about it in a different way? Well, it's interesting because at the beginning of the series, I said, hey, this isn't going to be a series on COVID. We're not going to do like, you know, we're going to we're going to keep doing what we normally do. Mm-hmm. And yet you know, this stuff about epidemics comes up. And I think when talking about the idea of um, how church, how Christianity started, not as a top-down religion, but as a kind of a bottom-up sort of thing, um, one of the big striking growth points of it was their response to uh, this these major diseases taking place in the Roman Empire at this time. And I, I thought it was, I, I was trying to be honest to the actual, like, intellectual process and saying, like, I don't know that these Christians necessarily chose to, like, stay in the city. A lot of them didn't have any other options. So it's like, you know, um, well, you know, it's like us, you know, me as a kid saying, well, my parents, we we, we didn't want to go to Disneyland as kids. Like, we didn't have any money to go to Disneyland as right. kids. <laughs> I didn't go until I was, uh, well, no, I, I guess I, my parents did take me when I was super young, and I don't remember anything. But really, my first experience of Disneyland was, was I think, married with Kylie. But anyways, um, you can always say, I came from this, but was, uh, or by choice, or you can make it, make it feel like we chose this, this kind of lifestyle or whatever. And sometimes the lifestyle chooses you. 
I think what's different, though, when you look at early Christians is maybe they didn't choose to be in the slums or in the poor areas or have required to have the um, disease. Sorry. And... <laughs> Um, it, but they chose to love each other enough to take care of each other. And so that's the difference. Absolutely. No, see, once right? they were like, there, like, yeah. obviously the response is everybody else still like there were other Romans stuck there, right. In the city. Um, and they still, they pushed themselves, their, their loved ones away. They, they would, you know, um, once you got sick, you were ostracized from the community as soon as possible because we just don't know anything about why this is happening. And I thought the interesting contrast to kind of point out um, with it is, one, yes, this has happened before. This is a very cyclical part of humanity. Uh, B, our three months compared to their 15 years. Can you imagine 15 years of, of dealing with something like this? I mean, Kinsley would be 18 before it was like it felt sort of normal to just be fine with everything. I mean, they had to figure out a new way of doing life. We're in the middle of trying to figure out a new way of, of doing life even right now. Like, we don't know how long this lasts or, you know, all this talk about what does sports look like when they come back? What do gatherings look, look like when they come back? What's the we know it's not going to be like everybody, I think, at this point knows it's not going to be OK, say May 4th comes along. And everything opens back up. I'm not going to the movies like on May 5th, right? I'm like, right. I'm like going to go, I don't know, uh, do all the stuff where I'm around a bunch of people. It's going to be a slow ebb through back into what is, is the new normal for me. So, or I think, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Right. And and you want to be able to say, but we want to do that with loving hands. I think there's this like fear of people in general right now. Like, OK, if you're going to start, I haven't done any shopping. Alex has been our sacrificial shopper. So he <laughs> he is. Well, when I came over last night, and you had that big giant plexiglass shield. I yeah. could tell you were a little afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I had we went to Fred Meyer the other day and he went in and we just sat in the car and Kinsley just like waved at everyone going in the store. I wonder what her little mind is thinking. But he said, he's like in the store. It's just so weird right now. Cause everyone's kind of like, don't make eye contact. Just keep moving, get your stuff. And that's going to be hard to get out of. Like, that's going to be a hard transition of like, how can we continue to treat people in a way that we're safe for our families and our friends. And, but still in a way that we're loving, like if someone is on the ground needing help, are we still going to help them in two months or are we going to be like, oh, they they could have the plague? I mean, that's that's a little bit of what like you're being told in the news that stay six feet away from everyone like they could have it. You could infect them or you could have it. And so I think it's going to be a transition of like, OK, we can still be loving human beings and someone can be sick around us and <laughs> it's OK. <laughs> like it's going to be right. a good it's going to just be a transition of how we treat people, I think. Absolutely. And the reactions, the immediate reactions. Some guy came to the church the other day when I was down the lobby, and he was just wandering around trying to figure out what the theater is. We get those all the time, right? Yeah. And so I open the door, and he sticks out his hand to, like, shake my hand. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I don't even know you. The odds <laughs> oh. of me touching you if I knew you are incredibly low. The fact that you're just <laughs> wandering around means this is a 0% chance. Right. I didn't say that exactly like that, but I think my face communicated that. <laughs> and so I had to like apologize just like, hey, man, I just, you know, with all the stuff, I'm not going to shake your hand. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. It's crazy. Well, it's hard, too, because you don't think about it. Like, Andrew, 
gave me a high five yesterday and I was like, ah, shoot. <laughs> I know. They did. They both high fived after a great idea. And then they both reacted like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. That was <laughs> foolish. Yeah. No, totally. You're scaring Mallory right now. Well, well, and I, I, I told um, one of our members that I'd bring up this question too because she thought about it when afterwards, um, Jenny, who's been on the podcast before, she said, okay, so I get it. Like, I want to love others like the early Christians did, and I want to be that person, but I'm also scared. I don't go anywhere. Like, I'm at my house with my kids, so, like, what does that look like for me? Like, how? what does that look like for me? Like, I want practical steps of... Like, how can I love others like Jesus did in a time that it's a really weird time? And I thought, well, I'm kind of like that in some ways that I either do it really well or don't do it at all. Like, it's one or the other. Like, I can't, if I can't volunteer and run the banquet, then I don't do anything. Like, there's no, like, in between sometimes. And so I think kind of walking through, like, what that looks like um, is helpful, too. Just so what are your guys' thoughts on that? Like, thinking about what it can look like if you are at home or generally um, trying to, you know, stay home and be around your family. And what, what do you guys think? Well, I kind of think that is in this instance, that is the act of love, right? Like I'm sacrificing mm -hmm. parts of my life so that as a society, we can be doing this together and keeping this in check together. Mm -hmm. So like it, it doesn't feel actiony, but I think that is the action, right? That's the love right now is that I don't have the skills or capacity to treat other people, but I have the ability to change my lifestyle so that I am not infecting other people So true, and I'm not spreading the disease. And that's a sacrifice in and of itself. And I don't think that, like, I think I tried to say that on Sunday when we were doing the Q and A, but I hadn't like fully thought it through yet. And so um, it's really hard to make that, in your brain be the action you're doing because it's very inactive. But I think that is what we need to start thinking of it as. Yeah. I think too, it's going to be different for different people. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for, for example, like, uh, you know, bringing in like the love language gifts or love language piece of it, it, cause just a familiar term for everybody, people who love in the way of giving gifts, like this is like, Right. This is like heaven for them. They're loving this. They're like, I dropped 60 candy bars off at <laughs> five, you know, 50 different homes. And I just rang the doorbell and I left. And I like, they get such a thrill out of this. And then you have somebody uh, like my friend, uh, our friend Leah, who, who stopped by yesterday. And um, she's like, she just found out that uh, she's a teacher mm. and schools got canceled for the rest of the year. And I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but it was just like a really hard thing for her, right? And rightfully so. And she's like, "I'm like a, I'm like an acts of service person. Like I totally, if I'm not loving my kids, like then what, what am I doing? Like why am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is really hard if you are a acts of service mm -hmm. in in a way that's like kind of a little bit more hands on or in people's face. It's not like I can, you know, obviously I could come rake the leaves in your lawn or something like that. But like if if it's with people, it, it is gonna be a little harder. So it is gonna be a new reality, a new um, you know, filtering it through why why do I feel like um other people uh, this isn't a big deal for them. Um, and it feels like a big deal for me. Well, that could be kind of a personality thing, uh, too. My mom told me this week that she's living her best life right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, if you're an introvert and you're like, I just needed to, I have a pile of books that I've been meaning to read. Right. This is like the best thing ever. Well, and I think it can also be, okay, what can your family um, not 
take in right now. Like if they're like I told Alex, we've been trying to shop every two weeks, which is a huge change for us. Like I love going to the grocery store. I'd go to the grocery store every other day to make something new or and it's just kind of been a time to be able to like be like, okay, we can do more with less. Like we don't need if we do not need to go to the grocery store, we're not going. Like we have plenty of food in our house. We have plenty of things we can make the kids, plenty of snacks, all of those things. And so if we can leave um the outside world for someone else to, to have that time to shop. I was telling my mom, I was like, I think we should have elderly hours forever after this. Like if you've ever been in Costco with older people before all of this, like they don't want you there. They want their lanes to be able to go slow and go shopping and take their time. And I think, I think this has shown me that we need to be better about what it looks like for someone else. Like how can I walk in the lane of someone else and see how they are seeing the world right now and not just focus on when it's hard, when you have little kids, like your focus is your family, like totally. But like, how can I take my eyes off of just our own family and say like, okay, how can we live differently? So it helps someone else. Absolutely. And I I think, uh, not only opening hours, but if you had like a section closer to the front of the store, that was all just, old people stuff they probably need this why are we making them right. walk all the way to the back oh. to get uh, adult diapers in the back yes. left corner by the toilet paper yeah let's put it up towards the front on the left over by the little pharmacy area that's yes. just like hey if you need metamucil or, or bailey's irish cream it's going to be over on the left hand side go help yourself bailey's irish cream right <laughs> Have you ever met a 30-year-old that drinks Bailey's Irish cream? No. Uh, yes. No, come on, Megan. <laughs> You're an old soul, Megan. We know that. Right. <laughs> no, I think that's good. And there's lots of good things online right now. I feel like um, you can choose a certain organization that's close to your heart. We have someone here that works for Boys and Girls Club. They're doing a lot of stuff on the um, front lines, like finding, and it might not be a ton of money. We all have different situations financially right now, but if like every paycheck we can be like, okay, what can we give to someone else right now that we typically maybe would go on a vacation or be typically using it for something else during the time. Um, think about those organizations that are still all working, still have kids, boys and girls club still is taking care of kids and, um, still has all their workers. Um, there's a bunch of other organizations that are still working too, that are on the front line, second harvest, all of those. So. And I was also thinking like when you were talking Maui about Alex going in the grocery store and everyone's just kind of like head down going as fast as you can, like another really practical action that we can take is to just smile at people, right? say thank you, <laughs> so say good morning, say hello. Like don't take away the humanity of us mm-hmm. in this, like, make those connections, not physically, but make those connections. And it brightens people's day to have someone smile at them and say, hi, it's not a like big deal to the person doing it, but it can be a big deal Mm -hmm. to someone see hearing it. So definitely. Yeah. And one of the ways we're going to try and do be a part of uh, that solution too, is coming out in the weekly this week, you're going to see a how COVID has affected me survey coming through. Mm. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast, I would love to have you take like two minutes out of your day and let us know, is it, uh, 
as it relates to job either loss or job reduction of hours or um, you know somebody in my family actually got sick or hospital or whatever. We're just trying to take the pulse of our people to see, uh, and, and we didn't want to do it too early because I think some of this stuff. I mean, we, I don't even know if it's going to be fully, you know, complete information even this far in, but mm-hmm. that's going to evolve over time. But at some point, we want to be like, what does this actually mean? for our community mm-hmm. uh, because then then we can kind of mobilize and look towards you know post easter how do we be more aggressive at helping in, in that way so um anyways that'll be Good. coming out in the weekly this week so maybe another chance to be able to wear love or pair people up with like hey i yeah. need i need groceries you know i i don't want to leave my house because i've got underlying conditions and i'm elderly or whatever um finding them a, a young person mm-hmm. like megan to go <laughs> grab some, I'm just alex just not <laughs> alex just, uh, alex can she be shakes the her head i actually She's made like, no. alex shop for other people i was like we need this this and this and then we're gonna drop it off so he he can be the sacrificial shopper that's right so the sacrificial lamb <laughs> um, a lot of my friends have like the designated partner in their marriage who is the shopper so like my one of my friends, her husband is a UPS driver mm-hmm. and she's like he does all the shopping because he's already out and working and, and yeah. with people anyway. So just he's the one that does it all. Hey, real quick. Uh, the news dropped yesterday from Governor Inslee that the rest of the school year mm-hmm. is canceled. Um, how, I know, Mallory, you've been in that world. You're you're currently at home, but you're doing some online tutoring with mm-hmm. some people. But I know you have tons of connections in that community. Uh, Megan, you are becoming a teacher. You were doing student teaching. You're like, literally, you were in that world three weeks ago or two weeks ago or whatever it was. Um, what, what do you think? Is this something that everybody – I feel like we kind of saw it coming. Like it was like, if you didn't see it coming, what are you watching you know, a little bit? But – um, now that it's like out there and firm and reality and stone, like wh- what do you, wh- where's everybody at on this in terms of that teacher world? Cause I know we have a lot of teachers represented East Lake. Mm-hmm. So I just want to like spend a second and talk about that. Um, I guess I can go first. Um, from what I've saw, teachers are just heartbroken. It's mm-hmm. not teachers teach because they love kids because they love that connection. They love the moments that happen and you don't get that when you're doing online. And so they're heartbroken. And I know a number of teachers who like are doing online things and are astounded by how many kids are trying to connect because Mm -hmm. our kids want that too. They're missing this too. They're missing their teacher. They're missing their friends. They're missing that community that they get at school as well. And so I think most teachers I know are heartbroken right now. Um, I think for me, it's interesting because I kind of went through that three weeks ago when I was like, oh, I'm never going back to that school. And my last day that I had with them was not what I would want my last day to be. So um, I think I'm a little bit ahead in terms of like processing through that stuff. Uh, But I know I I think they're just going to be grieving. It's going to be a big process. Right. And I think teachers, I think in their profession, it's really hard because there's not a lot of change. Like they're used to the same thing every year. Like they have new students, then they have Christmas break, they have spring break, they have all these like, you know, the only thing that kind of can mess up their schedule typically is snow days. And I think change is just really hard for this profession in general. I mean, this is like life lifetime. This is my dad's been a superintendent for, I don't know, 30 years. And I mean, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened in his career. And so I think it's just give people time to just process like what's going on. And it's so hard to talk to kids about it. Like they don't really understand why. And 
I think for seniors and for people that have like whatever kindergartners, all the like change years, all the progression years, I just think it's, um, just, just a tough situation all around. Um, but I did see a friend post, he, um, teaches PE at Kamaikin and basically he just said like, there is a lot of opportunity in this too. Like you, you will never get this time back with your kids. Like even if you are at work or, um, it looks different, like it is like a life changing time and there is a lot of opportunity in it right now. Um, but I think it's just hard for teachers, um, to get past that for right now. So it's just like, just grieve the time, just grieve it. Like it's okay to be sad and like, be like, what the heck? My sister-in-law, um, is, was going to be done teaching this year. She's having a baby and she was going to take a big leave of absence and it just stinks. It's like, she doesn't get to say goodbye. It's just kind of ending. So I just think it's just a time to be like, take each day by day and see what it looks like and try to connect when you can with your kids. I will say one of the fun things that has come uh, out as a result of this thing has been all of the different uh, visual happy hour events that people have been doing. Um, We did one last night with our friends, uh, Seth and Krista, in in Denver. Uh, We just got on Zoom and talked for a half hour. And and you probably wouldn't see those people um, in like through iPads and and whatever. And like we've never done that with Seth and Krista. We would have to either go to Denver or they would have to come up here to have the connection that we had. Yeah. Uh, with them and uh, we had a great time and uh, I think that that kind of stuff like we could have always done that prior to this Mm -hmm. but like sometimes you're forced in the situations and you go hey that was really great why do we have to wait for a pandemic two years when they come to visit (laughs) or we go down there to visit Um, we could do this you know every once in a while and we're doing it Um, I'm a part of a pastor's group pastor church planners group that uh Typically, once a year, we fly in somewhere and you know share stories, and and we're all like our profession is is pretty unique. Not the pastoral profession, but church planner. We all mm-hmm. plan it about the same time, so we're all in kind of the same phase of life or whatever. Um, anyways, our trip was supposed to be two weeks from now, like the week after Easter. We were going to go to Phoenix and uh, spend some time down there, and obviously that had to get canceled. And so one of the guys said, "Hey, we should just." do this you know happy hour thing on Sunday afternoons and uh, now we've done it two or three weeks in a row and it's been like a really good supplement I mean there's still power in coming together there always will be um, but um, yeah it's been uh, we, we did the first one we were like guys why have we not been doing this we should be doing this mm-hmm. a lot you know what I mean like there are things that you can only talk about with them like jokes that they would get uh, or you know uh, uh, I don't want to say like stressors, I guess would be the right right word, stressors that they would understand that a typical business person wouldn't. So, um, that really helps. It's been, it's been really great. So I've enjoyed that a lot. Awesome. Well, that's, uh, let's probably jump into our something interesting. Uh, which one of you ladies wants to start us off? I can go first. Okay. I heard mine on the radio on the way here. (gasps) Nice. Um, I just want to let every child listening know that the Someone in New Zealand, the governor and president of New Zealand, has declared the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny essential employees. Oh, that's good. To hear. So don't fret. Don't worry. Yes. The world. Oh, my goodness. My kids are losing teeth left and right right now. I don't know if it's this quarantine. They're oh, just bored. They're just like wiggling everything. Uh, but London lost the molar. Grayson's got another one loose, and they love to show me the flexibility of Gross. their teeth. And that's probably the grossest thing yeah. for me. I cannot, I can't do it. I, I hate it so much (laughs) well mine like really has nothing to do with I mean it kind of does so since all the immunity since all this has come up I've like 
dug deep into like how we can like build our immune system and all that. And just this, I had actually um, had this before, but I bought some more of it. Have you guys heard of medicinal mushrooms? It's kind of a hippie thing. Wait, but oh, <laughs> that's a good turn. I, I know, didn't see coming. I, know. I was like, I had to, I had to go slightly. So. Oh. So I know you they're dying. You guys should see their faces. You're dying. I'm, I'm watching your too. face right but, now. So you can like eat mushrooms, like regular mushrooms. Uh-huh. But yeah. I have been putting um medicinal mushrooms in my coffee for immunity. They're one of my good friends <laughs> for, for immunity? Yeah. <laughs> for one of my good friends went to like culinary well, she's not actually a good friend. Right? She is a good friend from like third grade. Um went to like culinary um she was a dental hygienist, then she went to culinary, um, to culinary school, and now she, like, um, is really big into, like, having mushrooms, like, and the brand is called Real Mushrooms, and I put them in my coffee, and Alex thinks I'm nuts, but I'm like, well, you can have immunity, or you cannot, and I'm going to eat them, and you can choose, to- I put stuff in Alex's, like, drinks all the time like collagen and all this stuff and he's like do not put that stuff in my coffee um but i'll share the link it's actually pretty fascinating the, is it uh, like a powder yeah it's a powder it's literally just mushrooms ground up like whole mushrooms ground up but you can't taste them they don't taste like mushrooms they put other flavoring in them and then the other immunity was going to be through Jalen. i talk about her on the podcast a lot actually her um What's her Instagram? Mama, mama. I'll, I'll link that too. I actually reactivated my Twitter cause I've been bad about sharing my links. So I'll reactivate. I'll share hers too. She talks a lot about plant-based diets and what, how we can add more whole foods in our diet. So that's what, that's what I've been doing while I'm at home, researching medicinal mushrooms and how to eat more plants. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so mine is that my wife is doing some homeschool stuff with the Ooh. kiddos right now, and uh, like many moms are, and she's trying to get more creative on what to do. And obviously this week is spring break, and so there's been uh, not the influx of paperwork from the school district to be able to do. So she, But she still has all these hours with these kids and, you know, whatever. So um, she came up with this idea of every kid gets to pick a nation of the world this week, Ooh. and then uh, they get to do a little do stuff on the nation do a presentation they all created like these little poster boards with pictures and flags That's and awesome. um, you know country mottos and whatever um, and then we get to make dinner that night based on the cuisine from whatever country that is from or whatever and uh, so it's been it, it's great Kylie um, we did it, started it last night so that was the first one Kylie plays the national anthem behind Grayson oh gosh, as he presents last night information about <laughs> what uh, country? Belgium oh Belgium and he picked Belgium because we have an aunt and uncle or I have an aunt and uncle who live there and you know it was it was really fun and so and we had crepes last night with all kinds of fun stuff anyways that's awesome uh, in the process of his presentation he presented to me uh the national symbol for i don't know if it's brussels as a city or belgium as a whole i think it's belgium as a whole but it's a uh it's called the mannequin piss have you heard of this <laughs> the mannequin piss yes that's the name of what it's called like P-I-S-S. it's a statue i'm going to show you megan p-i-s-s yes <laughs> it's a statue of a little boy peeing into a pond how excited was and grayson that he found cute. that it's a national treasure <laughs> like what is uh, the odds it's their that way grayson of talking about <laughs> um peace or um for them it was like the humor of it and like the innocence of a little boy who doesn't understand this is supposed to be a shaming thing you know like you're supposed to like you know 
hide in the corner or go in the bushes and you're just doing out in a public pond and they they kind of embrace that and love that. So uh, it um, does not surprise me in the least that that is the thing Grayson would like hook onto and be like, this is going to be a major part yeah. of my presentation. Oh, yeah, he loved it. <laughs> it was designed by Jerome the Elder, put in place in either 1618 or 1619. Uh, but there's been different versions of the statue. It's been obviously recreated. The one that's out there now was made in 1965, but the original is in a museum in Brussels City, Belgium. And uh, so if you ever go to Belgium and you see a lot of boys pissing in the ponds, that's their way of saying we we are the Belgians. <laughs> that's too good. <laughs> we, we piss in ponds and we are not ashamed about it. That Do reminds we... me of Travis Hatkey's family motto. We are the Hatkeys. We cannot be embarrassed and we will not be ignored. <laughs> It just explains so much about him every time oh. I hear that. Absolutely. Okay. So maybe I'll buy him a statue of a boy pissing in a pond and put it in his front yard. Oh, I yep. bet. I probably I mean, won't. Janae would love in that. In fairness, every little boy I've ever met has just randomly pulled down and started peeing in the middle yeah, but of somewhere. The so. funny thing about this one is, as you can see in the photo, his pants aren't pulled down. He has no <laughs> shirt on. He is stark naked. So he's just running around, and he's... Probably older than Clive. Like I could see Clive doing this. Like absolutely, because but he's like he's got his hands down there, so he knows what he's doing. See, Clive wouldn't know what he's doing. Clive would just look down and be like, "Well, he calls it poop. He calls everything poop. He's like poop." We're like, "Well, it's pee." <laughs> he's like poop. I'm like, my, All right, my, whatever. My son will never do that. <laughs> whatever. Um, sure. I saw Cade yesterday. <laughs> Cade oh. has been has been pounding the food. He's man. huge, that you kid. guys. I know he's huge. He used to be this tiny little. <laughs> he's, no, he's huge. He's got to be twice the size since oh the last time gosh. I saw him. And I can say that he's a you know he's a little yeah, kid. Like he's, he's big, supposed to get fat and, chunk. and chunky. Yeah. Oh, and his smile. He was just as excited to see me as Kinsley. I know. He's like someone besides my mom and dad. <laughs> oh, totally. That was great. Such a cute kid. Yep. All right, guys. That'll probably do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. This weekend is Easter Sunday, and uh, we are going to be doing one service online, live stream at 10 o'clock with a little Q&A afterwards. And we are adding something exceptionally special that uh, we are going to announce right here on this podcast. I can't wait to hear. This is the very first time. Kylie, my wife, is going to be hosting pre-service trivia in the lobby, in the online lobby. Uh, prior That's to the service awesome. and i'm not sure if it's gonna be 20 minutes or 30 minutes we're working on the timing uh, but log in early play some trivia with your friends or family or whoever's watching it with you uh, and then stay for the service and then maybe even q a and cool it's gonna be great that's awesome super excited and i wish you could have seen kylie's face when i told her she gets to host trivia it was almost as if Caden heard <laughs> i brought apple pie with me to come visit you yesterday <laughs> That's the it. kind of reaction I got from Kylie. That's so, so. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's great. We're a trivia church, All right, so guys. I'm sure everyone will love that. I know. That's what I thought, mm-hmm. man. We've done two trivia nights, and they've been like yep. crazy awesome. So, All right. Thanks for uh, listening in. Yeah. Uh, this is Brent signing off with Megan and Mallory, and yeah. we are excited to be back next week post-Easter and continuing our conversation about Say Something Interesting. Yeah. Bye. Have a good week, guys. Bye.